Good evening and welcome to another edition of Rev. My name is Lori Enright and we are so excited that you've joined us for the next 30 minutes. At any time, if you have any questions you'd like for us to answer, send us a quick email to rev, R-E-V, at eaglecountryonline.com. Special thanks to Mark Kreimer and our friends at Kreimer's Beer House for making the show possible. Visit the Beer House for lunch or dinner seven days a week on State Route 128 in Cleves. David Vaughn here for another edition of Rev with my on-air partner, Lori Enright, and we are having a blast revving up people's lives, their weeks, their stories, and do we have a story for you tonight on the Rev Show. For anybody listening in Eagle Country who is struggling with a physical illness, a challenge, for any of you who think, you know what, God can't fix this, this is like big we got a guy that I want to introduce you to here in a minute named Jim who literally has stared death in the face and has come through it with hope of another kind. And uh, so I want to talk about that. But, Laura, you've been doing all right this week, and it's been a good week for you. Doing all right. Plugging along. Plugging along, yep. and you're still – Eagle Country still on the air. We, we are. We, we, our show has not destroyed your radio station, has no, it? No, no, but I do think we actually – that you say that, and I say this with all good humor, that we have a new show coming on yes. after this one at 7.30, Rock Solid Radio. Yeah, tell me about that. So, uh, so that yeah. is the uh, show with Len- Linda and Merrill Hutchinson, who are awesome. rock solid families. They're yeah. 501c3. Yeah. Um, they approached us about doing a show similar to this, but yeah. their whole um, outtake will be um, building healthy relationships within families. Yeah, and marriages, marriages relationships, kids. kids. Um, I think they are going to do an excellent job. So. Um, so we'll they debut bring the after us down before they will. Yes, uh, they come on right after right us. after us yep. tonight. Does it start tonight? tonight is the Man, night. we are taking over Lawrenceburg. Right. You know, right. Whitewater Crossing. Just oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of a. I would say it's sort of a spinoff. Yeah. Of our, there you so we go. Have, we have our first spinoff. I didn't I know mean, that. That's awesome. big. I yeah. didn't know. I, I've been called lots of things, but I didn't know I was capable of spinning off anything good. But in Eagle know? Country, we have survived Lawrenceburg. Fall Fest. Oh, yes. We have survived the Aurora Farmers Fair. Oh, yes. Which is this weekend. That's a big deal. Yep. And you've got some more Weber Pumpkin Festival coming up. So it's just uh, event after event season. Hopping. And it is the season. Yep. Well, I'm glad. And we are appreciative of Eagle Country and appreciative of Mark Crimer, our uh, headline sponsor uh, of this show, would not be possible without Crimer's Beer House. And he's just doing a phenomenal job cooking for people, but he's really cooking for Jesus down there. And he's on fire for God. I talk to Mark quite frequently. He's in my small group. And uh, he he is just so excited about what God is doing and glad to help in a number of ways in people's lives. So anyway, back to our guest, because I want you to hear this guy's story. His name is Jim Eckstein. Uh, By profession, Jim, you got a roofing company, don't you? I do. Tell me about Eckstein Roofing first. We uh, were been in business since 1945. Uh, we do uh, very little residential roofing anymore, but mostly commercial. Yeah. Uh, and since I've been sick, my kids, my son and my daughter, both both work there, and uh, the other two fellows in the office, and then Jane Gruber. Yes. Our Jane office attends manager, here. Yeah. She. Uh, they've all stepped up and are just uh, i can't say enough 
good things about all of them. That's a sign of good leaders when uh, if the, the main leader might exit, it continues on and even thrives, not just survives. Yeah. And that's good. And so if somebody's looking to get their roof fixed, especially commercial, you're the guy. We're the guys. And so when it rains like it has been raining a lot here, I bet y'all are busy. Oh, my gosh. My my daughter, Andrea, she takes care of all the uh, repairs and yeah. maintenance. And she is just inundated. Uh, I mean, hundreds oh, of I repairs. Bet. <laughs> so imagine what those people down in Carolina with the hurricane. Oh, I, I mean, they'll awful. be busy there for years, won't oh, they? Oh, yeah. I feel sorry. So sorry for those folks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it, not only the wind that tore buildings down and roofs, then now they got all the flooding and yeah. things like that, uh, which you really can't do much about. No. Got to wait for it to subside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. And, you know, I got some pastor friends down there in Carolina, and I've been cheering them on. But I remind them, you know what? I know it's bad, but you're going to be in heaven someday with a guy named Noah. So don't be thinking like you got it bad. I said, you quit bragging. Now, Noah, he got, he's got a story yeah, oh, <laughs> you <yeah. know? laughs> about flooding. Uh, but tell us how you found your way to Whitewater, Jim. Y'all been here a couple of years, you and your family and Vicki yes, and your been. daughter. And tell us a little bit about how you found your way here and what you like about Whitewater Church. Well, my daughter Andrea is the one that uh, talked my wife and I into uh, coming down and experiencing yeah. it. And uh, we we enjoyed it so much. And Jane uh, Gruber, she's the one that turned my daughter on to the church. Yeah, she's been a great witness. She she invites a lot of people. Yeah, and we love yes. Jane. Yes, yeah. and uh, that's where we you know we started, and we haven't left. I mean, it's yeah. been five or six years. Uh, yeah, enjoyed it immensely. Yeah, we like we like most about it. Just just the friendliness of the people. Yeah. when you when you walk in, you feel like you're. You know you're wanted. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that they they're excited to see you, and it, it's like a big family. Yeah, good looking, humble preacher. You know, and <laughs> that's probably that's it. exactly what he was going to that, say. That, that's it. Especially <laughs> when I'm not preaching. But anyway, <laughs> but Jim, you have had the battle of your life. How old are you? I am 63. 63. Tell us, an uh, Eagle Country. There's somebody who out there listening right now who's going to be blessed by your story. Uh, and if you have a loved one, a spouse, a family member, a friend, colleague who's going through cancer or leukemia in particular, mm-hmm. um, tell us your story. Tell us uh, how this all got going. And then before we're done, I want you to tell about what you think the God factor is in your life. Tell us what okay. happened. Um Last October, my wife and I were out in the backyard on our deck covering furniture, and uh, I was bending over, and I got real lightheaded, went to the doctor. They did a a blood test on me and uh, saw something odd in the blood test. So they sent me to an oncologist and uh, from uh, Christ Hospital, and he looked at it and said, this is beyond my expertise. Yes, yeah, so you never oh, want to no. hear that when an oncologist oh. says that. And he said, "I want you to go to Jewish Hospital. My mentor is a doctor there, and okay. he is the best at blood blood diseases." Okay. And uh, <clears throat> I had something called MDS, which is myelodysplasia syndrome, and at by the time they found out exactly what I had, it had morphed into leukemia. 
No kidding. And uh, I had that. And, uh, and so for those that don't know, leukemia is a, a cancer of the blood cells, yes. correct? Yes. And, and what I yeah. had was my, my white blood cells uh, were very low. My platelets yes. were low. My yes. uh, hemoglobin, the red blood cells were really low. Yes. And uh, so at that the platelets point. platelets were very low. Oh, yeah. Because so mean, it's kind of like hemophilia to the degree oh, yeah. that if you get Heck cut, yeah. you will not oh, yeah. uh, stop. It Ten, clot. The blood will not clot. They were supposed to be at, uh, you know, 140,000 is the lowest. Yeah. On the chart, mine were 10,000. Yeah. Oh. So they put you in the hospital. Oh, yeah. Like immediately. I, I mean, because if you have a car accident, you're, you're, you're done. I was, I was, I've been in the hospital for over 100 days since January 1st. I know. Wow. And, uh, two of the times I was in, I almost died. I was in intensive care. Yes. And, uh, I've been over to see you. Yes. yes. Once or twice along mm -hmm. that way. And uh, the, probably the best part about the, the being so sick I was in intensive care is I don't remember any of it. Yeah, you just kind of blocked it out. I don't and, remember any of those days. Well, I bet your family does, though, because they're uh, so faithful. My, my wife is, without her, I would be. She's a jewel. Oh, gosh. Without her, I'd be done. So I mean, you went to the guy Jewish. He diagnosed it. Yes. And then the pathway of recovery begins. Is that how it starts? Uh, they they kept testing me, uh, and they do a bone marrow biopsy where they stick a, a needle yeah, the into needle. the bone. Yeah. It's, it doesn't sound like fun. Uh, it looks like the end of a corkscrew. Yes. They, you can feel them pushing on you. Oh, yeah. And I've had 10 of them. Oh, my goodness. And uh, I was supposed to have my, my transplant. Uh, they decided I, I needed a uh, bone marrow transplant. Yes. And they, uh, I was supposed to be done, first done in March. It, uh, I still had too much leukemia in my blood mm. system, mm. so they moved it to April. April, they did another test. I still had too much. We got to May. And uh, the doctor told me, he said, you still have leukemia in your blood, but this is as good as you're ever going to get. Yeah, it's as low as, so yeah, we're best gonna, opportunity. We're, we're just going to take the chance. Okay. And I told him that, because uh, he was very hesitant about doing it, and I told him, I said, doctor, I said, I'm the most competitive person you've ever met in your life, and I hate to lose. Yes. And he said, okay, we're doing it. We're doing it. And uh, I said. Tell us the donor that you received? Because, I mean, they were looking. People are you're doing yeah, tests to there, see if there's a match, right? There, there is a uh, uh, a lady at Jewish that that's all she does is matches. A matchmaker. A blood matchmaker. Yeah. And my, my donor is actually from Germany. How about that? And uh, he's 39 years old and uh, had the same blood type as I did. All 10 markers were exactly the same. They told me that somewhere down the line, could be a thousand years, could be a hundred years, that that guy and I are related. No kidding. Yes. And wow. the, you had told me how fascinating it is, that, like they will take that blood uh, contribution from him, the platelet, uh -huh. and then they, they, they ice it, they fly it over here. They what fly, what was they, that? Yeah. They, yeah. They took it out on a Monday in Germany and put it on a plane and brought it to the U.S. and I had it on Wednesday. That, that's, wow. that's just phenomenal. So do you, have you talked to this guy yet at all? Not okay. allowed to. Not allowed to talk? Uh, okay. We're not allowed. To, I didn't. I don't know his name. Oh, I don't okay. know what city he's from. Okay. He doesn't know my name he doesn't or what know. city. Yeah. 
they keep us separated sure. only because if there's a problem, they, they I don't get it. want they, anybody. They don't want anybody to get sued. Or, right. Yeah. yeah. So, I know you, you thank God for that guy, though. Oh, oh my. You're not kidding. He saved your life. He is. He is. Yeah. He's my hero. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, so you I got hope this. I get a chance to meet him someday. Well, and, uh, I, maybe in heaven. Oh, they, they said it after, I think, a year. Oh really? Okay. That, that we'll be allowed that to. You're allowed to do. How about that? Get together, and I, I told my wife, I said, I will fly him and his family here. Sure. Or we'll yeah. go there. But yeah. I want to meet him. Yeah. And, uh, so they, you, they did the blood transfusion, mm -hmm. and it worked. And I was in the hospital for 40 days to do that. To do that. And they keep you uh, out of the way. I mean, you're, you're like really protected in there. Uh, yeah, because my white blood cells are zero. My blood yes. are zero. Yeah. My red blood cells are zero. They, they kill everything yeah. in your, in your uh, system. Wow. I went through eight, uh, eight series of chemo. Wow. Uh, in, in isolation in a lot of ways. I, I oh, know. yeah. yeah they, uh, they really protect you. And, uh, but now you're here mm -hmm. doing this radio interview. So their doctors have said you are strong enough after months and months yep. to get out again. Right, right. And some of you don't think that church is special and that you will miss it because some of y'all don't ever go. <laughs> That's a whole other show. But those of you who do go and you realize how precious church is, tell, tell, tell the Eagle audience about what you, the doctor said you could go, and then what did you say? Well, I asked the doctor, uh, I, he said, is there anything that you would really like to do? And I said, I'd really like to get back to church. Yes. And uh, After 10 months. After 10 months. And I, I was, how this that? past Sunday was... Uh, Yes. When I was in, and uh, I enjoyed it so much. Uh, yes, that uh, we we loved it. We loved it. You were back, and I, my message that Sunday was on hope. Mm -hmm. Hope. I mean, what what like the perfect message? Yeah, you're Mister Hope. Yes. I mean, you know, because that's that's the only thing that really keeps you keeps you going. I know you've been back to work a little bit too oh, to yeah, check on things, sneaking in, uh, sneaking in. Yeah, uh, just enough to aggravate everybody there, and yeah. then, then I leave. <laughs> Jim, you look great for somebody who was at death's door. I, I you feel, look great. I feel good. Uh, Lots of prayers. I lost, I lost twenty pounds, but I'm yeah. um, gaining it back slowly. The uh, that's prayers. when I knew you were sick because I, I you didn't have an appetite for skyline or anything, and I kept saying, "How's Jim?" Well, he ain't got his appetite. That's why I said, "Oh, it's bad. It's bad." Because <laughs> skyline doesn't believe, cure you. Believe it or not, that's one of the only foods right now that tastes good to me. How about that? My uh, taste buds from all the chemo right. uh, Just a, were, erodes da were damaged, yeah. and they're coming back. But uh, uh, spicy foods, Skyline, good for you. Uh, things like that taste yeah. good to me. Fruit yeah. tastes good to me. Good for you. The uh, funny story is uh, I was in the ho they, they put me in the hospital because they did a blood test on me. This was a, about a month and a half ago because my potassium rate, late, okay. rate was too high. Okay. They found out I was eating too much watermelon. No way. Yeah. I was going to say bananas. Uh, well, that's yeah. what I was thinking, yeah. I didn't know So that. watermelon has it. How about that? Yeah. I, I mean, I was eating a full watermelon every two days. Oh, well. <laughs> wow. Besides so going to the restroom a lot, yeah. you know. Moderation is it. Yeah. Now, you, I know the doctors, obviously, the, the medical science that exists out here is amazing. But I know you attribute this to prayer. Oh, yeah. 
the prayer of people for you. A lot of people have been praying for you, Jim. Oh, the, the amount of cards, letters, and people telling me that they're praying for me is was just phenomenal. I mean, I didn't. And people, yeah. lots of them were from people I don't even know. Yeah, yeah. And that, that, that to me, that was the the cool, yeah. the cool part. Uh, yeah. That uh, people I didn't even know were were saying prayers for me, and people in other churches were yeah, saying prayers absolutely. for me. Absolutely. And uh, it's the big C church working right in some ways. I, yeah, I, I think it's 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 your earthly physicians, and it's the great physician uh, in heaven. A guy named Jesus who called himself a, he said, I'm here to heal the sick. And I think most of the time he was not just talking about the physical, he was talking about the spiritual, which mm-hmm. is an even tougher thing to heal sometimes right. in people's life. But the good physician, the great physician in heaven, Jesus, works with our physicians on earth. And boy, it's a powerful combo when both get engaged. Oh, yeah. And you get the right ones. Because the, the nurses and the doctors up at the Jewish hospital, they're they're angels. I yeah. Mean, they they the they saved my life twice while yeah. I was in the hospital. Yeah. Because I had sepsis and pneumonia, and they brought me in in an ambulance on three o'clock in the morning. Uh, mm. And I, like I said, I don't remember any of it. Uh, they had put me on so many fluids. I gained right. thirty-five pounds in fluid. And oh it was my. in my legs. Oh my. In my stomach, and then I had to. Uh, they gave me uh, Lasix, which you know, basically urinated sure. it all out after yeah. a few days, but uh, it was miserable. Danger. It was a danger zone. Yeah. And then Whoa. I had uh, one other time I had, uh, let's see, a liter of fluid taken off of my heart. I remember that. two liters taken off of my lung. I remember that. So, Those were, I was like, wow, God, I, we need you to show up. This hope that we talked about. Oh, he was, he's uh, never, he didn't leave me. Yeah, he, uh, he was boy. And, but as a new guy coming to church, I, I prayed for your faith because when these things happen to you, you start saying, "There's just a, it's not doubts. So it's kind of doubtlets." Hey, God, you know what? It's supposed to be getting better, isn't it? I mean, I'm following you, and I, but it seems like it's going the other way. Yeah. So yeah. what did, what did you learn about God or faith or the value of hope, Jim, in this journey you've been on? What are some lessons that? you learned and probably wouldn't have learned them any other way other than going through this valley. Well, I, I learned that, uh, that God never leaves you. Mm. I mean, uh, mm. you know, you're, you're his child. Yeah. He's not going to walk away from you or leave you. Yeah. And, uh, even though it feels like he's not, he's absent, he's really yeah, present. He's yeah. there. He's there. And, uh, uh, it, yeah, it takes, takes a while sometimes for it to kick in, but, yeah. uh, you know, he's there, and he's going to take care of you. And uh, uh, I've learned that the power of prayer is uh, pretty darn good. Yeah. So you'll be praying for people a lot more, I'm sure. I, I do yeah. now. I yeah. mean, there's three guys that uh, I was in the hospital with that are dead now. I mean, now, uh, now, how about that? You know, they yeah. uh, one was a 31-year-old fellow that was in the room next to me, and oh, we got my. to know each other. and. Uh, Oh man! Uh, they're actually having a um, a walk on October 11th called Light the Night. It's okay. the Leukemia and Lymphoma mm-hmm. Society, and wow. my daughter's got very involved in it. Yeah, and, uh, I think my my group has raised like sixteen or seventeen thousand dollars. How about that? Uh, 
was it, that's and you think how much that personally affects you then you you know when you're uh, when you're younger you you look at these walks and these telethons and these fundraising things you think you know I got better things to do, but until it hits close to home, mm -hmm. then you realize what these people are doing in, for cancer and other things. Exactly. And it makes a difference, doesn't oh, it? Oh, it sure does. Sure does. Yeah, we're. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I get the a specific. I get a white uh, lantern to walk with that how I'm about, a survivor. How about, and, uh, how about that? And I'm uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, I'll get a question in some of you in Eagle Country. So, well, hey, Dave, that doesn't sound like like God, like those other guys that Jim talked about that are dead, how come God wasn't there for them, you know? And uh, my answer is always the same. You know, sometimes God heals here, and sometimes he heals perfectly and takes them there to be with him. Mm -hmm. God was still active. He's still there. And for reasons still unknown to me, I don't know why sometimes he chooses to heal here and why he chooses to heal people with a brand-new body in heaven to live with him forever. Yeah. And some would say, once you get on the other side of heaven, that that's actually a better healing than here. Because me and Jim and Lori will all die again <laughs> at some point. You know, Lazarus, think of him in the yeah. Bible. He had to die twice. Uh, you know, God raised him. Jesus raised him once. But So I, I, when you look at heaven and that's your perspective, it gives you perspective for life here. Not that you don't want to try to extend life as long as you can here and use every means possible. I think that's that that's wise. That that's what God wants you to do. But I, it appears that God has allowed you to stay alive, Jim, for a reason. Have you thought about that? Like God, maybe you're not done with me. Is there something uh, I'm? I, you know, I'm His. Yeah. You know, whatever you want me to do. Yeah. I'll do it. it does give you perspective, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Like stuff that used to bother you. Like before you have cancer or something, it's not like now. That's little stuff. Traffic jams don't bother me. All the stuff that irritates us now, it don't bother you quite so much. It kind of right sizes life, doesn't it? Does. It? it does. Yeah. The, don't sweat the the little things. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah. One of the neatest things that happened to me when I was in the hospital is uh, well, one day when I was sleeping, I I saw my dad. My dad hmm. died like three years ago. Hmm. And he was at the end of the hall waving to me and telling me everything was going to be all right. No kidding. Yes. I and mean, it looked I, like him? You knew it, it was, was him? It was him. It was him. My mom has had dreams about him right. and never sees his face. Right. And I told her the next day, I said, Mom, I said, I saw his face. Yes. You know, he was standing there and uh, yeah. waving me to the end of the hallway and uh, saying everything was going to be okay. And so did you take that to mean I'm I'm going to leave life or everything's going to be okay here? Everything's going to be okay here. Here, how about that? Yeah, it was uh, pretty pretty impressive and uh, oh, wow, exciting. I've heard of that more than once at the scenes of accidents and other things. And mm -hmm. uh, one of our members was involved in an accident down the road here not long ago. In fact, when the ER showed up, they thought he was dead. He was not. They revived him. And he said he saw someone that he knew coming from heaven to say, come on, yeah. and uh, it gave him some comfort. Uh, so, I mean, this stuff happens. I oh, mean, there's a whole does. other world that I don't think we see. But this is good, Jim. If you could tell one thing to those in Eagle Country about uh, your experience, uh, what would be that one thing that you might want to share on the air on Sunday night for somebody who's uh, on their couch or – 
in their car, in their truck, or on their uh, deck or something? I think it's uh, don't give up. Don't I mean, give up. It, don't it, give it, up hope. It is. Uh, I mean, you just have to. You just have to believe that you're going to get better. Because yeah. yeah. attitude is attitude me, is everything is, in it. It's ninety five percent of beating it. That's true. And, uh, That's true. If Positive. If you, if you quit, you're, yeah. you're gonna. Your body's gonna quit. If your mind quits, your body quits. And uh, it's hard I never to, let yeah. it happen. That it's hard to have healthy body and spirit with an unhealthy attitude. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you are not a quitter. I could see that pretty quickly. Yeah. Oh, I'm a... <laughs> I know, competitor. You like those sports teams. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that's good. Well, thank you, Jim. Your story is going to bless a lot of people, not only in the I church so. but out. Uh, thank you for coming to sharing that. And uh, you can learn more about Jim's story and so many other people's stories uh, at the whitewatercrossing.org website. Uh, click on plan your visit. If you're thinking about a church home, we'd love to have you. Any Sunday morning, 9.30, 11.15. What service were you at? I was Sunday? at 11.15. 11.15, yeah. Yeah, had some coffee. But uh, <laughs> we'll be here at 11 or uh, 9.15. Yeah, 9.30. 9.30. Yeah, 9.30. This week because yeah. yeah. uh, uh, Vicki and I have to uh, help with communion. And I'm looking love forward that. to get back in and start I know, we, we have missed you and uh, – a man, 10 months, that's a long time without hearing a good sermon from your pastor. I'm just telling you. I, I know you watch some online. I, I know you get notes. the cliff notes. <laughs> well, I uh, want to finish the show, as I always do, with some odd stuff. Ironically, this has to do with some uh, unhealthy stuff, but it's weird church news. Only Christians think stuff like this. But this was the headline, Couple Finds Jesus in the Shower Mold of Their House. God is everywhere, believers say, but some of the, you know, let me just state it. Christians are weird sometimes, okay? I'm just saying, some of y'all in Eagle Country, the reason you're not in church, you think Whitewater Crossing is full of these weird kind of people. I'm telling you, we don't have any of these kind of people that I'm aware of. So God is everywhere, believers say, but some of the places where he shows up can make even the most devout person say, oh, Lord. For instance, earlier this year, Jesus' image was reportedly appeared on a moldy shower curtain in Houston, Texas, as well as a stingray near James Island, South Carolina. The Virgin Mary has appeared on a log in Utah and the wall of a Hamburger Mary's restaurant in Florida. Seeing Christ-like images in odd places like breakfast tacos, that has been happened too, could be a profound experience to some, others a mere coincidence or a simple joke to others. Some strange images were more open to interpretation such as a crab found near uh, Shamash County, Washington, that looks, depending on your opinion, like Jesus Christ or Osama bin Laden. <laughs> you know, I, I think there's a big difference between those two guys. <laughs> Nevertheless, there may be a scientific explanation for those who find significance in such sacred sightings. Researchers at Northwestern University say the human brain is wired to look for familiarity and meaning in the most abstract uh, situations. So maybe there is indeed Jesus in the shower mold. I do not know that, Jim. <laughs> you didn't have any mold over there, I guarantee you, where you were, or you wouldn't be sitting right here. Right, so I, my advice to you out there in Eagle Country is look for Jesus in no- normal places. You don't have to go look for Jesus in weird places. He is in every place. There's no doubt. 
But if you're looking to find Jesus in a normal way, we'd love to have you come visit at Whitewater Crossing. And I think you will see him there, and you'll see him work through people. Jim has seen him work in people's lives. Lori and I have seen Jesus in lots of people, you know, cleverly disguised as challenges sometimes. Uh, But he's in the faces of doctors and nurses and hospital administrators. He's in the help, Jim. He's in the faces of school teachers that we often have here on the show. And uh, would to God that he would be present and seen in our faces here in Eagle Country. Because we really have a bias that the world is a better place if Jesus is a part of it. Mm-hmm. Eagle Country would be better if everybody was a little bit more like Jesus. I think you would agree with that. And so thanks for letting us uh, again speak into your life on Who Knows What every week. And stay tuned now. Stay tuned because uh, Rock Solid Radio coming up next, I think, with Linda and Merrill Hutchison. They're doing a great job here talking about building up families, relationships, marriages. And uh, Jesus is a part of that, too. So you kind of got a a bundle on Sunday nights, Rev Mm -hmm. at 7 and Rock Solid Radio, families at 730. Ben's listening. Yes, binge listening. Yeah. I just talked about some binge. Yeah, if you're going to binge, binge on that stuff. Uh, that That's important. But thanks again for your time. Love to see you at Crimer's Beer House. Love to see you at Whitewater Crossing. Love to see you sometime at Eagle Country. they got some good folks there, too. So it's our honor to come to you every week with Rev on your hometown radio station, Eagle Country 99.3. Thank you so much for joining us tonight on Rev. David and I pray that this show has revved up your life, your faith, and your work week. Find out more about Sunday service times, youth programs, and how to plan your visit to Whitewater Crossing at whitewatercrossing.org and click on the New Here tab. Our show is blessed by Crimer's Beer House on State Route 128 in Cleves. I'm Lori Enright. Please join us next Sunday at 7 p.m. for Rev with Pastor David Vaughn, only on your hometown radio station, Eagle Country 99.3.